Welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please welcome your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show, the only internet radio show dedicated to giving you real solutions to improve your health. Not only are they real solutions, but they're natural solutions as well, because as you know, the one and only true wealth you have is your health. I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc, and I'm committed to helping you find the root cause of your health problem, fix the cause with natural treatments so you can feel normal again and live your life to the fullest. Just a quick bit of housekeeping before I introduce today's special guest. I'm happy to announce that I am now working on my next book. The title is Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again for Men. I've discovered 14 root causes of fatigue. I like to call them the fatigue factors. And in this book, I'll explain eight of the 14 and how they specifically relate to men. And of course, I'll include my own personal fatigue story, along with four or five other stories from real fatigue cases from my private practice. This book should be ready later this year, so keep your eyes peeled for it. That's it for our housekeeping, so let's get started. I'm very excited about this week's show because my special guest is Ronsley Vaz. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Ronsley is an entrepreneur specializing in creating businesses that connect people and ideas in new and innovative ways. He's the host of Australia's number one food podcast called Bon Appetit that focuses on two main areas, uniting entrepreneurs through food and fixing their relationships with food. He's been cooking for over 19 years. He has started and run his own fresh food restaurant, specializing in uniquely flavored food, and also working in a big kitchen as part of a brigade of chefs. Ronsley has a master's degree in software engineering and an MBA in psychology and leadership. Ronsley, thank you so much for being my special guest today on this episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. Hey, Carrie, it's it's a privilege. Thank you for having me. Uh, that's that introduction was very flattering. Thank you. So, first off, I have to ask you this, and I'm sure all the listeners are thinking this. Ronsley, how did you go for a master's degree in software engineering and an MBA in psychology and leadership? How did you go from that into owning a restaurant and being a chef and all of that well i suppose hindsight is always 2020 you kind of look back and go um how did that happen it happened really quickly but i think there was an evolution um i since ever since i was a little kid i knew that i wanted to be involved in computers and and i kind of you know had one of those first the first computers at home and and I learned from there, and I, su- I suppose I knew that I wanted to get involved in it. So, you know, university was easy to choose from. Um, but when my com- I was actually, it was funny because I was actually um, uh, a software quality manager for 
a Canadian company um, and I actually made it to Canada and I know your whole Tim Horton story and I believe that <laughs> I couldn't believe I couldn't believe the coffee I was like uh, I actually had two cups of coffee just before I flew out of Calgary um, but uh, when they they got me to do an MBA and they paid for it uh, here in, in, in Queensland in, in Australia and ever since I sort of started doing my um uh, my business degree, I started looking at the world a bit different, and I was noticing all these opportunities that I n- never noticed before. Because initially, I always thought I was an, like I always wanted to be a nine to five person. I didn't want to, you know, the 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 stress. I suppose uh, which I saw it as stress, but I I didn't want uh, the responsibility. I just wanted to sort of go to work and come back and uh-huh, uh-huh. and I started noticing things a lot lot differently. So, um. And I had been cooking for a long time. I was just like, uh, I was I was the guy that they'd invite to barbecues just because I would be the one cooking. Um, <laughs> I could not make the best conversation, but I'd cook for everyone. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, it was just uh, one of those natural progressions. And uh, at the time, at least, I was I was like, what isn't around, and how can I? Uh, create something very unique. So I went and created a, a fresh food fusion restaurant that fused Portuguese flavors with Indian spices. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was good. It was a good experience. Now it's so funny that you mentioned Tim Hortons because a lot of my listeners know that I've been struggling with an addiction to Tim Hortons ice caps. And I will say at this point, I'm about two months totally off of ice caps and actually totally off of caffeine. Because for a while there, I would not have ice caps, but I would switch to green tea, which still has caffeine. But I'm so proud to say I drive past Tim Hortons every day and I have no feelings of ever turning into their parking lot. (laughs) How do you do that? Tim Hortons, I was only in Calgary for like (laughs) I got stuck. And I was I was saying there's something in Tim Hortons coffee. I I don't believe it's just caffeine in there. There's yeah, something I, I think they put crack in there. I mean, I don't know. It's I, it's I, really I, addictive. It is. It is. But I I don't know what finally switched inside of me that just said like no I don't need this crap in my body anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so Ronsley, how do your degrees in software engineering and uh, psychology how does that help you with being a chef? Well, I suppose from a business point of view, now I I, I am a chef and I've sort of um, cooked in in various places and, and done all that. But I think on on top of all that, I think I'm I'm a business person. Um, there's something that really juices me about creation, creating stuff, and I think that's why I gravitate towards uh, chefing because I I'm, I'm always creating new stuff. Um, how do they help me? I think I don't have to rely on anyone to do my IT, so it does good. <laughs> uh, uh, and in terms of leadership and psychology, I think it really helps in uh, structure organization. It helps in understanding why people uh, do certain things, and especially because what we specialize in at Bond Appetite, I've got two businesses. I've got a digital media business and Bond Appetite, which is the food business. But with Bond Appetite, um, we cook for high-performing individuals in their home. So we have chefs that we get out of the kitchen and, and, you know, they go through a process and then they start cooking for 
these um, entrepreneurs, athletes, uh, you know, movie stars, whatever. And what they 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 said they have a certain addiction to certain things for a reason. Um, it kind of helps me a little bit to decipher that uh, and give them foods that they still love to eat but are still aligned with their goals, whatever their goals might be. It could be focus, it could be energy, it could be weight loss, it could be whatever. Um, and I think it's you, you never let you never lose anything that you learn at whatever stage. Uh, however much you think at the time that this is a you know a rubbish subject and I'm not sure why I'm going through this pain of of going and answering this exam and all that kind of stuff, but I, I think it always helps at some stage. So Ronsley, um, I know for myself and pro- probably for you too that from a health standpoint, that food really is your best medicine. And that for a lot of our listeners out there, and for even me, there are times where, where I just get stuck and stuck with my diet, stuck with food, not even sure what I should make. Like I know I need to eat, but I'm not not really craving anything in particular, um, but I need to eat. I need to get fuel into my body. And uh, I'm sure every listener, including me, would love to have a personal chef. In, in fact, I'm very close to bringing that subject up to my husband. I think yeah. it's time for us to get somebody to come in at least once a week to make make a bunch of meals, stick it in our refrigerator because we're rolling, I'm starting to run low on time and yeah. feeling pressure. But what's most important for me is to keep balance in with, within my life, to keep balance in all areas of my life within my private practice, my business, my relationship with my husband, and just having time for myself. So for those of us who cannot afford a personal chef like you just yet, what would you say are five small actions that all of us could start doing today to help get us unstuck when it comes to food and nutrition well i i think one of the one of the, the top things that um we kind of need to do that we don't do as much today is drinking water because uh, we don't necessarily know the difference between being or our, our body doesn't know the difference oh our, sorry our brain doesn't know the difference between being thirsty and being hungry so a lot of the times we're actually thirsty and we're we're not hydrated as much and we land up reaching for something to eat uh, because we don't know the difference. So just upping uh, or increasing your water intake uh, could be uh, like a massive benefit to understanding whether you're thirsty or hungry and also just staying hydrated. And I suppose what happens when we think that we're hungry and we're not sure what we're craving and we land up... um, eating stuff that is not necessarily good for us. So they usually come in a packet, um, disguised as food, and they have the perfect amount of salt, sugar, and fat. Um, and the, and having the sugar and fat sort of, and, and the salt in the right amounts creates a bliss point, which we go, every time we put it in our mouth, we go, oh, that, that tastes good. But it's very superficial. Uh-huh. And the salt, the salt in, in, in those kinds of foods dehydrate us even more and and the sugar and fat makes us want to eat more than just one (laughs) Um, so it's one of those vicious cycles Um, so drinking lots of water and then eating food that is just food Uh, 
Ronsley, I love, I'm going to jump in here. I love that you put water as number one. I don't know if you did that on purpose or if it's just random. Um, this week, one of the things that I've been doing, because I, I often recommend water to patients as well. Um, when patient, you know, a lot of people come in, they're tired. A lot of fatigue that they feel is actually just brain-based fatigue and can come from simple dehydration. So one of the things that I've been doing all week is on Sunday, I actually took out my measuring cup and I recommend for people, they drink half their body weight in ounces. And uh, so what I did on Sunday, I took out the measuring cup, I measured out all that water, put it in a big pitcher and made it a commitment that every day that I would make sure that I drank all that water in the pitcher by, by by the end of the day. And it actually has not been that hard for me, I guess, because I'm already pretty much drinking my full day's dose of water on a daily basis. But I love that you said your brain doesn't know the difference between being dehydrated and being hungry. So if you're hungry, maybe the first thing you should do is drink a big, big glass of water. Absolutely. I I, I would... I. I suggest that to everybody and when you think you're hungry, have a glass of water and then if you're hungry, then you can go and eat after that. But if you're thirsty, then you probably don't need to eat and then you reduce the amount of food that you put into your body um, Yeah, every day. And, and also, I, I suppose waking up in the morning and having this giant glass of water uh, because of all the water you lost uh, overnight is, is also really, really helpful. Like I have at least a liter of water every morning when I wake up. Here's a question for you, Ronsley. Sometimes I'll have patients that come in and they'll say, yeah, 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 I know Dr. Kiri, I need to drink all the water, but I'm so sick of drinking water. And I'm like, it kind of is kind of weird to me because I'm like, how can you be tired of drinking water? So really what they're asking is, can they put something in their water to give it some flavor? No. (laughs) (laughs) Good, because that's what I say to Ronsley. (laughs) Uh, you, you could uh, you could put like, I suppose you can you can squeeze the lime in it, uh, but I'm sure that's not that's not what they're they're after. Uh, I suppose this is an issue, right? The issue is that is uh, most people, and myself included, at some stage w- was so used to the processed food going into your body that your gut bacteria craves it. So um, it it kind of that's the only kind of this the only kind of digestion that it knows so it kind of craves this bliss point that i spoke about earlier this perfect amount of salt sugar and fat that um you know your body gets and it kind of goes ah this is really what i wanted but then you know five minutes later it's craving it again because that's the cycle uh-huh. uh, it's about breaking that cycle and i i would say persevere for two, a couple of weeks until you suddenly realize uh, your taste buds do something magical and you start looking and appreciating food for what it is and all your other five senses start developing. Um, you know, you kind of look at food and, and your uh, body gets ready to digest it. Um, but real food, not beige food, because, you know, we, we kind of we have gotten to a point where we eat beige food, but no food on the planet comes out beige. So it's actually the color that really excites us, and and we kind of somehow miss that. There's something happened. I think industry industry took over and and got us to think in beige. But I think if we think in full color, 
um, it's a lot better experience. Yes, the evil food industry. Mm. Oh, okay. So water, I love that as tip number one. Let's go to tip number two. Uh, tip number two is just eating fresh food. I think. Uh, I I don't think I know that. Just just eating food, real food. It doesn't matter what you land up doing with it for the time being. Just just eat real food. Uh, and you can pick the ones that you love, the, your favorites, uh, because at the end of the day, what you really want is the nutrients. So you, if you eat the beige food, like I, like I spoke about before, you don't get any nutrients. It's nutri- nu- nutrient deficient. So you want to get the food that you know, will actually provide you with the energy that you require and also digest properly, which is, which is really important. Um, and I think for me, we don't eat real food as much and we somehow lost that. So just going to the farmer's markets and getting that kind of food and going to the butchers or, uh, or the fishmongers and getting your, your meat and fish and your veg from those places will make a drastic difference to your life. Yeah. So as much as you can to go to the source and, and so farmer's markets have become, really popular in our area of Canada and I think just around the world that if you have a local farmers market you should be there supporting it because the only the only reason they come there is to sell their produce and if if you're not buying it at some point the farmers market is just going to go away so support your local farmers market your local farmers as you said fishmongers and again eat just eat fresh real food Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Support them because uh, you want them to flourish, not not the big industry. Because how can a, how can the food be regulated by the minister of industries when it should be regulated by the minister of health? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so we have um, drink water, just water, not flavored water, and then eat fresh, real food. So, what is tip number three? Um, plan your meals. I think mm-hmm. if you're busy, yes. yeah. planning, planning is huge. I believe that it, if, if we land up planning our day and we land up planning our businesses and we land up planning our holidays so that they turn out the way they should, I think we should plan our meals. Uh, it makes a lot of things easier. It makes shopping easier. It makes cooking easier. You can batch cook. You can you know, prep and and if you think about it, in, in a restaurant, we, we kind of, you come in and you order. And what we do is we produce the, your, your, your food for you in, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes at the most. Anything over, than that, over that is like you're kind of going, this is, is bad service. It's not a good restaurant, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you, you can do the same thing. You can reverse engineer that in your home. So when you say, I don't have the time to cook, it's probably because you don't have the time to plan or you haven't put the time into planning planning it so if you have your meals planned i guarantee that you can put together your dinner in under five minutes uh in fact i do a tour around australia for um a store here called The Good Guys, which is uh, an appliance store. They have everything from televisions to cookware and and everything in between, right? It's a massive, massive store. Um, and what I do for them is I, I, I go in and do um, a one-hour session for their 
whoever comes in for their people. And uh, I do five dinners in an hour right from peeling the onion, right? Uh-huh. So the, I, and, and even take, you know, 15 minutes of questions in between. So the idea that you cannot cook uh, and you don't have the time is, is one of those, I want to say, reasons that the advertising industry through the prepackaged food has made us believe, and I don't think it's true. So I love this about planning your meals because I think I think you've hit the nail on the head with that. That most people don't they first don't take the time to plan their meals. You know, a lot of people they'll they'll take the time to watch TV, but they won't take the time to plan out their meals. And my gosh, there's so many free resources online at this point of, you know, a whole week's menu. All all you have to do is download it. Um with the shopping list, go to the grocery store, buy everything, and then like this is how, this is the order that you prep everything and you cook everything so that you can uh, make more than just one meal. So you said you can make so Ronsley, you can make five meals in under an hour, but most of us think that we cannot. But if if all it takes is the right planning, you could easily make three meals within an hour, wouldn't you say? For us, all of us that are not chefs and do not have the knife skills that you have. I, this is really <laughs> great that you brought this up, Kerry, because I said, I, this is how I started my, my presentation. I usually, this is how I start my presentation. I'm like, everyone always asks me how to use a knife and what my knife skills are and how to use a knife. And I, and I show them my knife and I say, this is, you know, Japanese steel, 69 blade, sort of steel blade knife it's awesome it's very sharp and you know how you use it you put it down and you use the food processor um you don't there you go yeah 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 we forget about those tools exactly and and you can make five dinners in an hour and it's not difficult at all use your oven use your cooktop use your the tools that you have in the cupboard somewhere hidden away that has not been used um you don't need great knife skills, and it'll come out really well cut. I mean, I wouldn't do that at home just because I I love cutting. It's it's one of my meditative processes uh, uh-huh. <laughs> that I go through, and my wife will tell me that uh, I don't cook enough at home. But um, you know, just to get things done, um, a food processor is massive. Just use it. You know, as you said that, I was kind of thinking of um, Jamie Oliver. I tend to watch a lot of his shows because he has really simple tips and tricks, just like you mentioned about use the food processor, get it out of your cabinet, put it right next, you know, right on your countertop and leave it there, just like you would your toaster or any other gadget. Leave it there and let that do most of the work for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do all your all your salad prep if you have to, all, all your, you know, vegetable cutting, or do all that at the start of the week or on the weekend. You don't, you know, need to do it every day. Okay, so, so far you talked about uh, drinking good, good water, uh, eating fresh, real food, planning your meals. Okay, lay number four, lay it on us. <laughs> all right. Do not eat in front of the television. Um I, I believe that we've lost the idea of sitting around a table and sharing a meal with the people that are closest to us. I think that we have 
for for whatever reason think that we're getting a lot more work done if we're eating at the computer or in front of the television or you know something else that we're doing and we're sort of eating on the go and i don't think that that's healthy uh i think your body doesn't know what it's supposed to do and i think that if you sit around a table and everyone's sharing and everyone's talking and everyone's sort of you know in in food mode uh, your body kind of goes, oh, I'm in food mode. I'm supposed to get you know the digestive tract ready and 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 everything else going. So, I believe that we really, really for for various reasons, um, the rates of depression uh, don't exist if you share one meal a day with your family. True story. Uh-huh. Um, it, it, there's so many so many benefits. So, you know, eat eat around a table. Um, Eat with people. Uh, just eat. Don't do something else and eat and think that you're, you know, um, doing a good thing. Amen to that. I'm going to share a personal story here. My my husband and I, we would always eat our dinner in front of the TV. Like we'd come. My husband, he's also a, a doctor. He's a chiropractor, and uh, we would come home from seeing patients, uh, fix our our dinner. And then just plop in front of the TV and just eat in front of the TV. And we did that for 18 years. Now, we're married for 19 years, so we did that for like 18 years. And so about a year ago, and this actually, he started doing this. He cleared off the kitchen table because that was just piled with papers. He cleared off the kitchen table and he said, we're going to eat at the dinner table tonight. I said, oh, why? Like, is something wrong? (laughs) And he said, no, I just think we should eat at the table. So I said, okay. So dim the lights a little bit, put, put on some music. And we honestly, we've been doing that every night, pretty much every night, I would say, for yep. the past year, you know, just enjoying each other, talking about our days, just having sharing time with each other. It is so important. And you're right, we've just gotten away from it. Mm. And you feel a lot closer, don't you? Absolutely. Our, we've always had a great relationship and a great marriage, but just this one little thing has just has has boosted it even more. Yes. Yes. And it also allows you to enjoy your food. You know, it, it's not yes, mine. Yes, in that part too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, as you said, there are tremendous benefits to sitting and and eating properly. Yes. Sharing yes. relationships with other, but then just the health benefits. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, you, go ahead. Sorry, I, I also think that you get a chance to appreciate all your five senses, which we don't get a chance to do um, if we're just mindlessly eating. That's true. Mm. That's true. And one of the things that um, I've developed is a, a, a taste for red wine. Right. I'm born yep. and raised in Chicago, so like red wine was always like really gross, and I couldn't stand it. And then I married a French Canadian, and they're <laughs> all about their red wine every night. Yep. But I've learned to appreciate red wine and to be able to taste yes. the subtleties and the nuances, but but you know between different uh, brands and whatnot. So yeah, I mean you're right about that. Okay, so let's get to number five because we're starting to run low on time here. Okay. What is tip number five that you have? Well, if you do land up going to the supermarket, uh, tip number five is don't believe in the label. Um, for me, 
you know, just don't like, don't believe that it's low fat, low sugar, high in antioxidants, low in cholesterol, uh, high in probiotics, has only one calorie. All that stuff is just marketing. It's just mm-hmm. pure marketing. Gimmick. True. Yeah. You know, don't do that. Like, turn around. Turn it around. If you really want to know what's in it and you really believe that it's low in fat, turn it around. Don't actually look at that table because that table means nothing, even though uh, <laughs> it's very difficult to decipher that table. But look at the ingredient list. That is what you should be looking at. Uh, if there are ingredients in there that you don't understand or you can't pronounce, um, then it's a sign that you should be putting it back on the shelf and uh, looking at something else that you should be consuming. You know, you are so right about that. I know in... Uh here in Canada and in the U.S., the labeling laws are so uh, loose that, I mean, you could put on your eggs, you could say that these are omega-3 eggs, and you're getting your omega-3s from eating these eggs, but the harsh reality is you'd have to eat a whole pile of those eggs in order to get any therapeutic amount of omega-3s. Oh, okay. Same thing with probiotics, and oh my gosh, there's so much crap out there that they put on the label that's just false it is so ridiculous i actually came across uh, a bag of carrots that said 99 percent fat free <laughs> and probably 100 percent gluten free <laughs> and i was just like i gotta take pictures of these and and i took pictures of it and i was like this is ridiculous how stupid it's getting but um there's obviously a reason for it and i just feel like as many people as possible don't believe that it's there and it's good for you because it's there and and the government would do whatever it needed to do to get stuff that is not good for you off the shelf that's not necessarily true yeah you're right about that so again don't believe the label the flashy packaging even things that are are are, you know they have the word healthy on them or all natural um, even things that say organic and gluten-free, man, if you actually turn over the package and you read the ingredients, you'll be shocked at how many products that are called 100% organic, 100% gluten-free actually have probably about 10 things on the ingredients label that you cannot even pronounce. Like, they're so unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. It, it is It is really disgusting, actually, um, that we've gotten to this point, but... It's just simple, you know, go back and, and just eat real food. And, um, you know, it kind of, if you're going to go buy yogurt, the reason for this is because I buy yogurt. And um, I had I have a story that I went through um, seven double door fridges of four shelves each to find one tub of yogurt that I could consume that just had milk and cultures in it. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the reason I put that in there because... You know, we land up going to the supermarket for things like yogurt, um, but uh, you know, it's not as simple as what they have on the label. So, you know, be, be, make sure you read the ingredients. So, for the listeners out there, man, I think that that is a great homework assignment. So, there you go, homework assignment. Next time you're at the grocery store, take a look at the yogurt, read the ingredients label, and uh, set your timer. And see how long it takes you to find yogurt that's just milk, yes. <laughs> milk and cultures, just as you said. Yes. No yes. added coloring, no added sugar, uh, yes. no added fruits to it, because that is actually not even real fruit most of the time. No, it's not. 
not at all. In fact, you can do that at home. You know, buy the fruit, buy the yogurt, and then, you know, make your own awesomeness at, you know, with a mixer or a, or a you know, food processor. Absolutely. Oh, Ronsley, I would love to keep chatting with you and keep picking your brain on all of this. You've given our listeners today some amazing, five amazing small actions that we can all start doing today to help us get more healthy with our diet and with our nutrition routine. Ronsley, how can our listeners find out more about you? Where can they find your podcast? What's your website? Are you on Facebook? Give us the goods. Yeah, right. Uh, Bond-appetite, A-P-P-E-T-I-T.com. So B-O-N-D-appetite.com is uh, our website. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at Ronsley. Uh, I'd love to chat with you. So if you send me a message, I'll, I'll respond. Um, yeah, and you know, I suppose Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Ronsley. Um, if you need any sort of tips and, and tricks and you need someone to chat with about your food, happy to do that. Um, yeah, uh, you know, you'll find all the other stuff on Bon Appetit, iTunes, that kind of stuff. But uh, you should listen. You should listen to to Carrie's radio show. I think that uh, gives you a lot of stuff that uh, you can implement today, which is which is really good for you. So uh, do more of this. I think. So for our listeners out there, if you are jogging right now or riding your bike or you're in your car, don't worry. I'm going to make sure all of those links are in the podcast notes so that you can easily find Ronsley. Ronsley, thank you so much for being my special guest today. This has been a great interview. Thank you so much, Gary. It's been a privilege, and uh, I, I, I love the chat. It's been awesome. All right, that wraps up this very special episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show with Ronsley Vaz. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. And I'd like to invite you back next week for another episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please tell your friends about the Functional Medicine Radio Show, and we'll see you next week with more from Dr. Carrie.